everyone and welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, Chris Boyd. So this one I am starting a little bit differently, more so as a disclaimer that this episode does talk about sex and not necessarily in the way that you might think it does. I don't want to spoil the episode right off the bat. However, this was kind of a repeat of a conversation that me and the same friend, my guest Kat Ugarv, had a couple weeks ago about the topic and I think that this is something important to listen to. We brought up a lot of good points, especially for people our age or possibly younger who may have gone through similar experiences. So I would just encourage you to listen to the episode. This topic was also one of my poll questions on my Instagram, which if you aren't following me, you can find me at boydster.chris and put in any topic suggestions, questions, or comments, DM me on there. So without further ado, let's get into another episode of Thoughts to Start. So welcome back to another episode of Thoughts to Start. I am here with my friend, Kat Ugarv. What's up? And today's going to be a little bit different. We're eating outside and it's going to be kind of mukbang style. And You might hear us smacking our lips. A lot. And <laughs> Also, can I do a disclaimer? Yes. If there are any family members or anyone who is like family or doesn't want to see me in this way, please Click out, don't listen to this episode. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> so feel very awkward, all right? Let's just just don't even do it. Just X X out right now, please. <laughs> um, on, on that note, we should probably also introduce the topic for today. <laughs> I kind of jumped the gun. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're gonna be talking about sex. Now what? <laughs> how blatant that will be. Uh we'll see <laughs> how the episode goes out. <laughs> But it's going to be more about the complexities of the issue itself, like, of the topic itself, not the issue. Um, not necessarily about, like, you know, doing the dirty with someone. We're, we're not going to go into detail about no, that. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, this is based, again, off the questions that I put up on my polls on Instagram, um, which, if you aren't following, please go to boyster.chris. All right, so we're going to go straight into the topic. Oh, God, here we go. Buckle right. up. So the first question that I put on my poll... Mm-hmm. was what is the first thing that you think when someone says that they have a high body count? Okay, when I saw that question, I had no idea what that meant. I thought it meant, like, how many people have you killed? And I'm like, why is why is she asking that? I literally had no idea it meant, like, how many people you've slept with. I think, no, I think a couple people said that because there was a couple people that were like, oh, I guess you murdered a lot of people. And I'm like, that's <laughs> not what I meant to ask. Do people say that? Like, no, literally. Like, body count? People say that? Uh, what was, uh, is that one, a term? I guess, I guess body count is a term in terms of, like, murdering people. Because, like, there's someone who put kill streak. Um, kill streak. <laughs> someone put the either fucked a lot of people or killed a lot of people. <laughs> Two extremes. Because usually then, people say, like, oh, what's your number, you know? Not, like, phone number, but, like, your number. Like, how many people have you been with? Yeah, body I, count? I had no idea. I guess, like, I guess is she asking how many of, people we murdered? I guess there is a lot of different terms for that. I mean, I honestly mm-hmm. don't even know. Everyone just always asks straight up, like, how many people have you fucked? That's how we do it. I don't <laughs> I don't know these fancy terms. You know, maybe I'm just not, you know. Okay, okay. To know. answer your question, why, like, how it's supposed to be... That's a hard question to answer because I feel like so many thoughts go in my head. Okay, I'm thinking about how I used to think. When I was younger, 
I wasn't that super open to that. And I, like, like when I'm a teenager or maybe super early 20s, maybe, I'd be mm-hmm. like, whoa, they're already like that experience. If I'm talking to someone of my age, I'd be like, whoa, if it's a lot, I'd be like, whoa, that they've already been with that many people. But nowadays at my age, I'm now 25, almost 26. I'm like, you do you, man. If you're not spreading STDs or anything, like you do you, I don't care. Mm-hmm. As long as you're, you're clean, you're good. It's all good. I think the same way for me, definitely when I was a lot younger, if, if I, like someone said they had a high body count to me, I probably like, also given the fact that I grew up in a very conservative neighborhood and like kind of conservative environment, mm-hmm. just even the thought of having like sex or just even <laughs> talking about sex was like such a no-no. Mm-hmm. Probably, we'll probably end up going into that later. Um, but I think definitely now, like, especially after college, it I, opens you up, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, uh, what someone actually DM'd me when I put up this, these questions, and they said, I think it depends on the way you're asking. Like, if it's someone telling you because... That's a good point. What's someone telling you because, like, it pertains to you? Like, for mm-hmm. me personally, if someone said they had a high body count and I was, like, romantically interested... Might think twice. I might be a little turned off. Yeah. yeah. But if it's like if it's like casually in conversation, but I wouldn't like, like friends. I'd be like, you know what, you do. Yeah. No, I I wouldn't see them any different because like, yeah. regardless of how many people like you had sex with, like it doesn't change. It doesn't really anything. change the experience that I'm having with you unless you tried to fuck me. Like yeah. that's, that's a different story. <laughs> Obviously, casual conversation. So it's just like, oh yeah, I've slept with this so many people. That's not that big of a deal, at least to yeah, me. Yeah. Exactly. I think when it's, like, someone you're romantically interested in, I think for me, I'm just concerned, like, are you clean? (laughs) Yeah. And also, what made you want to do that with so many people, maybe? I I would just think deeper on that. I think also, I think it also depends, like, if you're, if, say, with someone you were romantically interested in, Mm -hmm. like, if you're, like, a one-and-done deal, so, like, a one-night stand, and you're just, like, a hookup. Yeah. I don't think it would, maybe it wouldn't matter as much. I don't know. But if you're looking for something a little bit more long-term, that kind of shows, like, there obviously can be exceptions, but it does kind of show, like, this person's not as serious about relationships. They're only in it for the sex or whatever. Mm -hmm. So... I th- there's a lot of different, like, layers to that mm-hmm. as well. But I also don't want to judge people, but, like, that's kind of what goes to mind if I'm interested in them. Um, there's another point that I wanted to bring up. Oh, so I actually really appreciated this comment that somebody made. And they said, um, if they're dudes, I always think they're bragging and it's pretty insecure. And I really oh. like the fact the person brought this up um, because at least I grew up learning that people talk about having a high body count because it's a source of pride and kind Mm -hmm. of like an ego contest Mm -hmm. regardless guy or girl I've it wasn't until just recently that I even heard about girls having a high body count was like a bad thing we'll go into that in a second I Mm -hmm. guess but I've definitely had personal experience or like someone I guess closely tied to me unfortunately who has bragged about you know, sleeping with so many people just to, like, get clout or whatever. Ugh. And to me, that's just, like, it's just so sad. Like, I've even it had... It is! I, I've even had someone lie about sleeping with me. What? <laughs> what? Just to get, like, just to get in with the group. And when I found out, I wasn't necessarily like, oh my god, like, what is that? I would feel so weird. <laughs> I, 
honestly, I kind of laughed just because it's kind of sad. I mean, that just shows they're very immature and insecure. Yeah. It's kind of sad. It, it is. and But, like, don't do that. Please don't do that, people. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it shouldn't matter how many people you slept with or maybe you choose not to, you know, until marriage. That I think that's a choice that do definitely your should thing. be respected. Yeah. Exactly. It's not like... I mean, I recommend to test drive, but you do you. Whatever you feel is great for you. Don't rush it. Do it when you feel ready. I wish more people answered this one because I feel like there is definitely a lot that can be impacted here, but maybe mm-hmm. it was just more stuff because people just don't want the same thing. But anyways, mm-hmm. I'll read the question. Debunk or redefine assumptions about sexuality? So mm. my angle behind this question was kind of like, what are some things about like your sexuality or just like being sexually active? or not like what are kind of some myths or things that you kind of grew up believing but say you've actually had experience you found not to be true or just some things that you just weren't okay with mm-hmm. I know one thing that got brought up a lot was like the fact that girls um, can't have a lot of sex or aren't as sexually active as guys are I and I have something to say on that I have so many friends who are totally <clears throat> more horny than the guys they're with so I have um, a point on that. So I have a lot of friends who are females, and they're definitely more uh, <laughs> thirsty than uh, their uh, boyfriends. <laughs> but yeah, they, they definitely say that they want it more than their man, which is so interesting because society always says, oh, the guy just always wants it. He just always wants to bang. The girls don't really ever want to do it and it's like uh sometimes it's the complete opposite I think for me like I mentioned before one of the big things that I mentioned was that I grew up in a very conservative and in a way closeted um environment as a kid like I went to private school private Christian school and what did they say about it or do they even talk about it so basically if you want to give it if you want me to give it to you in a statement they're like sex is great but don't do it <laughs> like don't do it at all well until you're married or whatever? Until you're married. That's the caveat. But even then, like, when... It's still bad? Well, they don't... No one talks about it. And mm-hmm. I get... Mm-hmm. It's an uncomfortable topic to talk about. For sure. Especially at a is, young age. Yeah, but... The thing is, like... If you don't talk about it, like, people are gonna find out about it one way or another. <laughs> it's like a natural human thing. I feel yeah. like you have to learn about it. No, and there was even a part where there was, like... If you talked about sex, like, you were a disgusting person. Really? Yeah, no, it was such a taboo topic, and the way they kind of, like, made the whole topic was that it was a disgusting topic that shouldn't be, like, talked about. And if you talked about it, you're a horrible person. If you did it, what? oh, my God, you were even worse. Like, shun oh my God. all this stuff. And people might think I'm exaggerating, and it depends on what community. I'm not, I'm not saying this is, like, for the church as a whole. But at least when I when I grew up, this was kind of what was given and told to me. Did you go to middle school? Your yeah. private school was middle so school. So I went too. to private school, I think preschool to eighth grade. Mm-hmm. And then high school I went to public high school. How was that in high school for you since it was public? Did people talk about it? People didn't talk about it. Really? Like I'm actually like I don't even think I heard about any anyone even be sexually active until the last month of senior year. Like, I'm not even kidding. I remember hearing Are you someone, serious? I overheard someone talking about, like, fucking someone in the shower. <laughs> and I was like, what the heck? Because like, I, I literally never heard that. Wow. You called me, like, young and naive. 
the fact that I've never even, like, heard about people talk about it, but I guess maybe I just didn't hang out with those types of people. I was also in, like, an accelerated yeah. course, so like I guess smarties. people didn't, didn't really talk about it. I don't, I don't know. I feel like the smart people get down. <laughs> oh, they definitely do. <laughs> I mean, well, all there's... that stress and everything, right? <laughs> <laughs> there needs to be a release. But yeah, that was a big one for me, was just kind of the role that my environment, and I guess you could call religion, mm-hmm. kind of played in that. Um, another one that, another actually another one that was also really tied into that whole idea of, you know, the sacredity, sacredness, I don't know what the word is. One of those words of, like, sex and marriage right. was that just because you have sex with someone doesn't mean it means anything. Which I'm actually kind of curious about hmm. because I think some people know that sex is just, like, a physical thing because, like, obviously hooker culture doesn't mean anything. But there are some people who put a lot of meaning into it. So I'm curious to see what you think. I think it depends on the person. Mm-hmm. For me, it means a lot, for sure. Kind of connecting with the person. I mean, you're just, like, no clothes like nothing like yeah just super vulnerable but but I can you know block off like it's just physical mm-hmm. but I can see both sides where like you're like I don't want any emotions in this it's just pure physical nothing there and then I can also see like nope I'm completely open mentally emotionally physically everything I just I think it depends on who you're with and the circumstances and yeah, I feel like it does too. Also, maybe like the type of person you are. Yeah. Like say if you're someone who's like kind of accustomed to hookup culture, it might not mean as much to you. Right. But also I can see like if you're with a certain person, it probably definitely would mean more, you know? Right. Because like even like you can watch movies with your friends, it doesn't mean anything really. I mean, it means something because they're your friends. Yeah. But like if you watch a movie with like, say a special someone, it's like, that, oh, that movie becomes more special. more just a movie. Oh, no. yeah, right? It becomes your movie. <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like I don't want to judge because, you know, you guys, you do you. But I feel like for some people who just go and hook up with no emotions or anything, I feel like they're just actively blocking themselves to open up. And maybe it's filling some sort of void or something Mm -hmm. or like could be like, you know, an addiction. I'm just saying for a select few, this isn't everyone. Mm -hmm. But, you know, some people don't want to open up emotionally. They're just like, it's just physical. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's also definitely you can apply um, cases of people who have experienced lots of trauma with that. Because I, yes. I know that's a big one. Like people, mm-hmm. like sometimes sex doesn't necessarily mean something emotionally in a positive light, right. but in a negative light for people, especially those who've experienced sexual assault mm-hmm. or have had a history of childhood abuse or something like that. Yeah, it can be a very traumatic experience as exactly. well as like. It can be something that's kind of a big deal just because of the circumstances that you have. I've heard, I've actually heard yeah. other stories of that too, of like people the first time, you know, having sex, like they've had traumatic experiences or flashbacks and all that stuff. That's awful. And so I think that's definitely something that should be ignored and should be like kind of touched upon. That um, makes me think, okay, when I went to school in middle school, there was gossip that people were already doing it in middle school. Mm-hmm. And we're like, what, 12, 11, 12, 13 years old? Mm-hmm. And then in high school, you know, people would talk about it, but whatever. Um, but in middle school, that's when we had like our sex education. I think we had it in fifth grade too. But there was, um, in middle school, I think it was like a couple days where we would have to watch videos. Like they would go into it, like 
you know, the whole biological, mm-hmm. factual sense of it. But it makes me think they never really went over, like, assault. Like, they went over, you know, harassment, but not really assault or what to do if you're in that position. You know, they didn't really go into detail about that. They, they don't really go into, I guess, the emotional side of it. It's more just facts. Like, this is biology. This is what happens instead of how you feel or if you're in the wrong circumstance, how to get out of that or how to deal with trauma. Yeah. We didn't get that. So that's actually, I think that's like a good, like, next point to kind of segue into is, like, the sex education. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting that you said that they actually talked about, did they actually talk about, like, sex and what it was and, like, how to avoid? I, I saw, like, a lady give birth. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Like, so they, like, showed, like, everything. All right. Because for us, they didn't show any of that. For middle really? school. No, they for- showed, like, microscopic videos of, like, sperms and stuff. They kind of went into detail. Well, I don't I don't remember them talking about sex at all. I remember talking about, like, you know, like, biologically, like, what happens mm-hmm. to girls as, you know, as you get older, mm-hmm. periods. Um, <laughs> Fun stuff. Because they suck. But that was basically it. Like, there was really no talk of contraceptives or anything like that. I think, I'm pretty sure the talk about, like, sex... Ended up being like, oh, remember, it's you need to keep your body as a holy temple. Oh, wait really? Until marriage, mm-hmm. you know. I went to Christian school. Yeah. So. See, we didn't get that because I was in public. Yeah. But that's interesting. Um, and I think one, definitely one thing I was actually talking about with my mom was one failure in sex education, at least that I've had, mm-hmm. was regardless of the fact if you're religious or not, I think they should at least cover the, the concepts of contraceptives. And what to do in case you do find yourself in that situation. Oh, absolutely. They definitely did not no, go over any of that. They didn't do any of that. And I mean, would they even talk about abortion at No, abortion abortion is not even an option. Like, it's already out the window. And I'm and just kind of a disclaimer, whether or not you support abortion, like I'm not saying it's one way or the other. Like my I I will say my personal opinion is I think that women should have the right to choose, mm-hmm. but I don't necessarily agree with every single abortion because I am a I'm a huge advocate for people who have experienced sexual assault mm-hmm. and stuff like that and it's it's definitely a head trip and I think again your point of uh, they don't really cover sexual assault in education yeah they don't and so I think that's definitely a missing key to the fact of the argument of abortion as well as other factors like contraceptives how to protect yourself and all that yeah, I think they may, maybe went over condoms and that's it. Mm-hmm. I don't think they even went over, like, birth control or anything. I I think I even asked a question about, like, sex education. I was expecting, you know, in, like, those, like, movies with about, like, teenagers in high school mm-hmm. and they're like, here's the banana, here's how you put the condom on. <laughs> I want to say it didn't have that, but now that I'm thinking back, I feel like one of the teachers did do that. Maybe the problem is that they didn't make a big enough deal about it. Yeah, or else I would have remembered it better. Because one thing that I actually, so, I know a lot of people complained about it, but at my college, we had, like, three or four days, including several different modules about sexual assault, consent, Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. And while it was, yeah, it was annoying to hear the same message, it was like, ask for consent, ask for consent, use protection, where, what resources to, where to go if you find yourself in an iffy situation. Um, I definitely appreciated that they did make such a big deal about it because there definitely was a more, I guess, I wouldn't say a definite culture, but more so of a culture of asking for consent. 
mm-hmm. and making sure, you know, oh, is this girl okay? Is she actually, like, 100%? Like, I definitely know I had a lot of friends looking out for that. Mm-hmm. And I've heard stories of people catching, you know, people in vulnerable positions and making sure they're okay and weren't taken advantage of. Right. So, college, good job. I good think, job. I think in that in that sense, you guys definitely did a good job. I feel like we learn from each other. Yes. In college or wherever. Just as we grow up, we learn from each other rather than our schools. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and how else? Because, like, again, going back to that point, if, if, like, your parents aren't teaching you or the schools aren't teaching you, you're going to learn one way or another. Exactly. And either the internet or your friends. Or your or friends. Experiences. Um. Yeah, back to the numbers for people who believe they had proper sex ed growing up. 38% of the people voted yes, which, awesome for you that you had that, because being 19 years old and having to look (laughs) stuff up, there's a little bit of part of you that should be be like, I really should have known this, but I don't know this. This is, like, very sad that I don't. I'm looking this up. I was, I clicked yes on that, but I didn't really think about it. I thought more in the terms of, yeah, they went over, you know, the factual stuff and the biology. So I'm like, but I didn't really think about the more social, emotional stuff. Assault and trauma. They definitely didn't go over that. Well, it's not all scientific. Yeah, right? So I would change my answer to no. Mm-hmm. Well, 62% said no. And that's, I expected an uneven higher yeah. more so on the non-educated side. And I... <laughs> I would say that I'm sure most people probably learned more watching porn than Mm -hmm. what they learned in school. And I think another reason why is because it's so awkward talking to your parents. Oh my God. No, 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 no. I mean, I know some parents are super cool and you could totally talk to them, but some is just like, I feel like, I feel like in that case, you even need like an older brother or sister or like a cool aunt or uncle. Yeah, because, like, mm-hmm. I can definitely see you talking about that with someone who's not, like, so close to you and maybe didn't give birth to you because you don't want the story of how you came about to come out. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> awkward. I don't want to know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no one wants to no one wants to know their birth story. <laughs> but in addition to that, I think, for me, this question really did hit home. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was growing up, for you, was the concept of sex used more so for status or to shame and a lot of people 67 percent of people said it was used to shame and then 33 percent of people said it was used for status and the reason why that's so relevant to me is because i think another thing growing up you know obviously conservative environment mm-hmm. christian school is it more shame it's more and it's more so shame like trying to ask people and it's so hard because people are gonna look at you like why are you asking like trying you... to talk about it with like people there no i never did because for that reason, because I don't, I didn't want people to be like, "Oh, are you having sex? Why are you asking me having sex?" And it's like, just uh, <laughs> like I need the answers. No one's giving me answers. <laughs> it's like I'm not gonna look it up. So long as there's not Pornhub showing up on my fucking <laughs> <laughs> browser history. So. Hey, baby. <laughs> uh, in middle school, this is weird. It was more for status. I feel like. Mm-hmm. That's so weird saying middle school. Middle school, you're so young in middle school. In high school, I want to say both. Like, it depended on the person. I think at my high school, it was used to shame. But really, the thing. It wasn't for the guys. It was for the girls. There's a lot of slut shaming. Yes, for sure. Yes. So much. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. I think, I, I can't say that I'm 
perfect and that I didn't do that because I know I'm going to just be upfront and I probably did do that because, you know, you're in high school. You're young. We're, you know, every, like, our I brains was, haven't yeah. developed. And I also had that conservative or I guess not, I don't want to say conservative because someone out there is going to get mad at me, but that definitely more closeted mindset, you know, mm-hmm. sheltered, sheltered. Yeah. Yeah. And so hearing, you know, someone saying, well, I obsessed with so-and-so it's like, wow, well, I'm not hanging out with you. Like now that I think about it, like, that's just, that's just you. Yeah. Like what? Because I remember in high school, like a lot of my friends in like junior, senior year, like mm-hmm. they started and I'm like, I'm not ready for that. I, I don't want to do that yet. And so I was kind of scared. Mm-hmm. I think just my own fears kind of projected on them. And I was like, oh, my God, you guys are already doing it. Like, aren't you kind of young? But th- those were just my fears. Mm-hmm. And then as I grew up in my 20s, I'm like, who cares? <laughs> Literally everyone does that. That's another. Obviously, this is so, like, complex. But, again, the issue, like, yeah. sexual assault and talking about it openly. Mm-hmm. Like, you know how to prevent it. Also stems from that because... You know, there's always the questions of whose fault is it, or yeah, um, like can I talk to these people because I don't want to be slut shamed, and everyone's like, oh, oh exactly. you were you were asking for it, right? There's a whole oh, that's the you're worst. asking for it, and so I definitely Never. all of that is just like it's just like a constant feedback loop of just like worsening the situation and creating this lack of education. I think that's where this ultimately stems from is this lack of education. Yes, because mm-hmm. people don't want to talk about it, or because of certain ideological principles and you know people don't want to give that education because they don't want to give people an option but the truth of the matter is even if you don't agree with something you still have to cover it because you need to know like even in history we have like it's a human need yeah well we we go over our bad history and we go over our good history our good history we can celebrate our bad history we learn from they should do the same thing in sex ed but let me bring up one topic what I want to talk about asexuality. So people who have no desire mm-hmm. to do anything sexual. I will say before, I was very close-minded on that. Mm-hmm. I think, again, I was projecting what I've experienced, where people just kind of look at you funny, like, for being, you know, a, a sexual person, right? Mm-hmm. And so I thought, like, to me, it was kind of weird. I'm like, how can someone not have that desire? And, and I was very, very close-minded, and I feel awful. Now I'm definitely more open-minded. I'm like, not everyone is wired that way. Mm-hmm. And that is fine. If you don't want to do it, that's totally up to you. It's just a lot of people don't really talk about that. I just find that topic interesting. I actually am really glad that you brought that up. Because, again, I think that also people with trauma, sometimes yeah. people who have experienced trauma... They don't want to have anything to do with sex. They don't want to have anything to do with See, I didn't even think stuff. about that. I didn't even think about maybe someone had trauma and they don't want to do that. And obviously, not that's not always the case. There's probably right. people who are conscious and that that's their conscious decisions. Like, you know what? It's just not exactly. for me. And I think, I think that's fine because, honestly, you know, this is such like an in, this is literally one of the most intimate things you can do with someone. Mm-hmm. And if you're not a hundred percent on board, you shouldn't be doing it. Totally. Because. It's, again, it's one of those things where if you do it against your own, like, fortitude, you're going to end up regretting it for a long time. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I just want to make a disclaimer. I still don't know much about asexuality and different sexualities. <laughs> um, speaking of asexuality and the rest of other sexualities, 
someone also brought up the point where just because you're not uh, for people who are homosexual, LGBT or LGBTQ plus, <laughs> they put brought up the point that a lot of people have the assumption that that because you're LGBTQ plus or identify as that, that you're sex crazed. Or that was one of your questions, right? Yeah, I saw that question. I was like, what? I I never thought of that. I've actually heard that from someone I know. Actually, I won't say what kind of point of view it was from, but I I have heard that. Growing up, people told me that I never believed it for a minute, just because, first of all, they're like regular people. They're like normal, yeah, they're normal people. <laughs> From like stories I hear, like I'm pretty sure they have just as tough a time getting laid as anybody else. It's totally. So there's like no way that it's just like, oh, I'm a homosexual now. I can have as much sex as I want. It's like you still have to like find people. Like, yeah, exactly. I, I don't. I don't know why people just naturally assumed, oh, they must have you know sex all the time. It's like. What? Yeah, I I've, I've had many like you know LGBT friends and they're literally just like us. Yeah, and I'm sure they have their own set of problems, but like we have, everyone has their problems when it comes to like dating, sex, everything. Yeah, I don't. But they're they're regular people. I don't know where that assumption came from. Yeah, like, I really don't. I don't know. And and also I think the point should be brought up that people aren't necessarily attracted to other people sexually. Sometimes you're attracted to someone by their personality, totally, just by their presence, or maybe because of a skill that they have. Not necessarily for you know the pheromones that are coming off <laughs> their body or whatever all the science says. Totally, like I'm super attracted to people who are passionate about something. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't always have to be like, oh, they're hot. <laughs> and, I, and I think that's I think that's probably where it comes from, but I don't know why people would automatically just go and assume that because. Yeah. I think everyone kind of agrees that you're not, you don't, you're not attracted to certain, like, certain people just for sexual desire. Yeah. Like, there's people that you're like, oh, I definitely want that person to be my friend. You're not trying to fuck them. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> like you're friends with people for a reason. You don't, you know, unless you're, you're fucking like, your just... friends, that's a different story, but. Oh, that's a whole other topic. <laughs> I don't know if I want to go down that route. <laughs> I think one thing I kind of want to touch on. It's just, it's more so, like, I guess, advice um, from someone who grew up, you know, from a conservative background and kind of, I, I definitely had my eyes open a lot in college in terms of my perspective on, you know, sex as a whole. And it's probably, I guess my advice, I won't necessarily say my experience, but my advice is don't, ne- don't let people judge you for the decisions that you make. You know, by the time you're 18, 19, 20, you're an adult now. And Absolutely. Not like I know anything about life because I'm only 19 years old. At me, people. I, I'm, I'm I feel like you're an old you. soul. Like you're just already mature for your age. Like sometimes I feel like you're more mature than me, and I'm 25. <laughs> well, I mean, I I have been through a bit, but I've still got a lot of life to get through. <laughs> but even like regardless of that, just don't let people judge you for you. The most important thing is if even if this is like a topic that you're exploring. You shouldn't feel ashamed of it, whether it's from religion, whether it's from your family, um, whatever. Like, people always have questions. And, like, we already talked about how there is a failure in the system for sex education, you know? Yeah, for sure. And I think another another thing that we didn't actually talk about was thoughts on porn and porn being used oh. as an educational tool. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because I know some people, you know, everyone's like, oh, you watch porn, like, you're a horrible person. Or... There's people who are like, I actually learned a lot about, you know, sex from porn. Yeah, like me. I, I <laughs> learned basically everything there. And so I think there's two sides. There's definitely two sides to the argument, you know. Yeah. And even, you know, 
quarantine. Only fans are <laughs> on the rise. Hey, they're making good money. Oh, oh, they so are. Actually, let's let's dive into this topic because this let's is just, do it. This is let's so interesting. It. All right, so porn. <laughs> the good old p word no yeah i think this is definitely something that's super that was super taboo but is becoming a lot more relevant nowadays i will say there's a lot of positive and negatives to it mm-hmm. a lot of people say like oh it portrays women in a bad light you know what i mean like all the very produced ones like these women are like abused and put them in a weird light like i get that i get that but there's also no amateur well, people just couples who actually like love each other and stuff yeah i don't know where i'm going with this i think one thing that shocked me was i watched it, actually watched a documentary on netflix and it was um uh, it's called hot girls wanted oh, and i it, think i saw that and one. it talks about women in the you know the porn industry and stuff like that or or cam girls and whatnot yeah and what shocked me the most was the fact that these women actually wanted to do it not just for the money. Most of them weren't even doing it for the money. It's because they're like, oh, I'm allowed to express myself creatively. Or yeah. it makes, it helps me feel confident. Like, yeah, I, ne- first of all, you know, like camming to feel confident. I literally never even, never heard of that. I've never heard really? of Really? No, and, and it's not until like more recently that I have, yeah. you know. And then I think another thing that we need to bring up, you know, it's kind of hard to ignore is WAP. I was just thinking that. So, I think that's definitely, that's like the first thing that comes to my mind when it comes to women's sexuality and confidence. First of all, Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B producing WAP together was a collaboration that needed to happen. And <laughs> the moment I saw that collab, I was like, I don't care what the song says, I'm going to love it. And I did. And so... Dude, did you see the lyrics? Oh, oh my god. god. Damn. Dude, that's like on my favorite playlist <laughs> on repeat. Like, I have no shame. I have so many friends who are like, I listen to this and it empowers me. It is such an empowering song, and there's so many different, like, arguments about it. Um, I've heard anywhere from, like, oh, you know, this is anywhere from not being a feminist masterpiece to being, like, such an inspiration for women all around just because it shows the confidence that these women have and, you know, not being afraid to take the shit for what they're doing. There's also an argument, like, oh, the music industry just sexualizes everything. There's also that argument that people put. Yeah. There's... Obviously, there's a lot of art. There's a lot. Yeah. But the point that I'm trying to make is when I saw that music video and, and I see like TikTokers, but I don't have TikTok because I'm a rebel. I see them <laughs> on Instagram, you know, like stupid things that people record on, yeah. and put on Instagram. There was one TikToker. Um, she was making a TikTok about how she was in a convenience store. She was pretending to be like a, a clerk playing WAP. And then she pretended to be, like, um, some woman coming in and being like, oh, this is not okay, this is such a disgusting song. And then she literally is just standing there, like, on a table, like, twerking, and she's like, wap all day! And I was like, I've never seen that, and I was like, I'm like, if this gives women this kind of confidence, I'm here for it. Like, I don't care, I'm here for it. Seriously. I may not necessarily agree with the lifestyle, (laughs) or even 100% with the message, but, like, come on. That's, like, that's some pretty, that's some confidence, like, I'm, yeah, because us women, we've been shamed for so long when we express our sexuality, mm-hmm. and this is just, like, you just own it. You yeah. just own it. Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree, and... Also, there's a lot of music where, you know, guys are talking about the same thing, but, you know, it's a guy perspective, but I feel like we've gotten so desensitized and used to 
a guy's perspective that's refreshing to see a, a woman's perspective. And I think another thing that's also interesting is you can't ignore the fact that we women are also very critical of each other, just as much oh, as absolutely. we think the guys are of us. But I am seeing, I am loving the cis culture. And let me repeat that. I am loving the cis culture. Oh, like S-I-S? Like S-I-S. C-I-S? No, not, not C-I-S. I was like, wait, what? No, the cis culture, like, cis Sister. said that. Like, hey, cis. Like, yeah. Like, the sisterliness of everything, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm seeing that more, and I'm loving it because it's women supporting women. That's definitely also a, a trend, and I know there's going to be That's totally, people. like... There's so many girls now who are just uplifting. Yeah, I love, I love it. And it's it's amazing because that's also something like in the past, you know, once once one woman gets attacked, everyone's attacking her, even the women. And I think yeah. it's so great that we're seeing women like support each other because sticking up for each other. Yeah, because that's definitely one that's definitely a huge step into breaking, you know, the gender stereotypes and the gender roles. And I know there's gonna be people out there who definitely really appreciate me bringing up this point, both men and women. And it's just kind of sad to see. And trans. And trans. Uh, yes. I, we definitely have ignored the LGBTQ. Yeah, right? Uh, it's just because I don't know enough. Yeah. I feel like. I, feel I, like, I need to be educated more. I absolutely. think that's definitely. That's another thing. Uh, trans voices, um, LGBTQ. We don't talk about that in school. I think nowadays, I feel like there's some schools that are talking about LGBT. I, I, my school, they kind of did. They kind of did. I know there's oh, probably people out oh, there who are listening who are probably saying it wasn't enough. I don't feel like it was enough just because like, I'm still kind of grasping for words to use. But one person that I really do, that I do follow and respect a lot is um, Nikita Dragon. Oh, she's yeah. A, she's a proud mm-hmm. trans woman. Uh, she's super awesome. Super baller. Dude, that body. Damn. Um, <laughs> I love her attitude. Her attitude is she forever. She gives no Fs. She gives absolutely no zero Fs. She's super open about her dating life, which I think is really cool. Like, obviously, I'm, I don't identify LGBTQ, but I think that's definitely helpful for someone who is because she kind of goes over the struggles of what it's like to be dating as a trans woman who's only into straight guys. I definitely think she's super awesome to, like, listen to if you happen to be, you know, identify as that. I'm not, I definitely know I'm not educated. I would love to get someone on here. Yeah, totally. Who is. Totally, so get their perspective. I'm definitely going to try and find someone just, you know, because I think that they are a voice that needs to be Absolutely. addressed. And totally. that was, I was thinking about that in the beginning of the podcast. I was like, oh, I wish we had more to talk about. But I definitely had a lot of, I definitely had a couple of people who were very strong about their opinions and their sexuality. And I really appreciated them um, giving responses because it definitely yes. gave some perspective on that. Yeah, because they're definitely important Mm -hmm. for sure I would say that when I went to high school it was between 2008 and 2012 and I forgot when gay marriage got legalized but most of the time when I was in high school gay marriage was not legal and people would say would kind of use gay as like a derogatory term like oh that's so gay yeah I remember so many guys in my high school would say that all the time Mm -hmm. and nowadays obviously don't say that in a way, but I do remember those days. So we definitely have done a lot of progress since. Oh then. yeah, and I actually remember when gay marriage is going to the Supreme Courts because I actually happened to be in D.C. in front of the Supreme Court no hall way. when they were trying to figure out the ruling for that. I saw all the Whoa. protests. I saw everyone pitched outside with their uh, their signs and stuff like that. I remember. Unfortunately, I was. 
Were you young? I was young. I was at my private school. So we got together in a big circle and prayed that they wouldn't rule in favor of the gay ruling. And now that I look back on that, I feel kind of like a hypocrite because I remember seeing those protesters and thinking, wow, that is so cool. Not, I'm not talking about the people who were against it. I'm talking about the people who were pro-gay marriage. Right, right. I remember thinking about, like, wow, that's so cool. They're out here. They're protesting. Like, I remember I remember in that moment, I was like, I'm going to remember this because this is a historic moment. And I do remember it still. Yeah, what an experience. I just wish I had a little bit more independence in my choice. But, you know, again, I was young. I definitely have learned a lot since then. And my mind has changed a lot since then. And so... Also, back to my point about, like, don't let others judge you for you about your decisions and how you change your mind. Or maybe you don't change your mind and you're really strong in your beliefs about all this. And that's totally fine, you know? But honestly, like, in general, everything is a journey. And so your opinions about sex, your opinions about It'll definitely evolve and change. Yeah, because just, like, you you can't pretend that you know something when you haven't experienced it. Yeah, exactly. Like, once you've experienced it, it's it's definitely different. And then once, even just, like, being in that kind of world, I guess you could call it, and being exposed to maybe, like, friends who have had a lot of experience or who talk a lot about it, mm-hmm. then you kind of gain some perspective and realize, you know what, maybe this doesn't change the way I see people. And maybe people aren't really different, you know, you just... Yeah, for real. Like, I remember being shamed. I, I remember it very well for being shamed, mm-hmm. and that was definitely not a good feeling. But, you know, I didn't let it, you know, ruin me or anything. It definitely hurt. But, like, still, you do you, you be you. As long as you're not hurting anyone, do what you want. And if there's consent, do what you want. Love whoever you want. Do whatever you want. Don't hurt anyone. Be educated. Yes, be educated. Be educated. Find some way to get educated. And I mean that with, I actually do mean that with all intent. And I, I, I've said this a million times, I am 25, and I still feel like I don't even know everything, mm-hmm. especially with, you know, LGBT. I still am undereducated, and I'm 25. <laughs> yeah, this, we still have a long way to go, but I think we are making good progress. And so, unless you have anything else to add... I totally thought this episode was going to be like, oh what are you into? Oh, what are your experiences like? But this one kind of deep. I, I dig it. I like this too. Yeah. But I really hope I didn't offend anyone. I'm sorry. I'm very like, excuse the pun, anal about things and like kind of a perfectionist. <laughs> and I'm always scared that I'm like gonna, you know, offend anyone. And I really hope I didn't. If I did, I'm educate me, please DM me. But this has been really eye opening. Yeah, for sure. This is fun. Yeah, I'm totally, this would be a great conversation to have with multiple people of different sexualities, different I wish we could ways they view themselves. That, that That'd would be, be so a great good. idea. Once, once quarantine's over, we can do that and yeah, just yeah, have yeah. invite people. Anyways, we're going to end the episode here. Thank you so much to my wonderful friend, Kat, who, by the way, I did not mention that she looks absolutely adorable oh right now. She's wearing black Chelsea boots, black socks, black shorts, and a black shirt, and I look like I just rolled out of bed because... Well, you I just also, got a tattoo. Yeah, I just came from my tattoo parlor and made food really quick, and I haven't even finished it. She so. had barely touched it. <laughs> Anyways, but thank you so much, Kat, and we'll see you guys next time.
Thank you all for listening, and I hope you learned a little something from this episode like I did. I'd also like to thank Kitchen Media and Kat Ugarov, who I had the pleasure of being my guest on this episode, for the music production and editing in the episode. If you like this episode, subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts, and please share it with your friends and family. Well, maybe not this episode, but you know what I mean. Tune back for more next week. Comments, questions, and suggestions, you know where, but if you don't, find me on Instagram at boydster.chris. Have a great week, and I look forward to another episode of Thoughts to Start.